Eminem Nation. We back and we about to get it popping like lesbian fingers. It's your boy, Brian Renegade. And this is the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. With me, I have an essential member of the Best Damn Crew. In the dark alley, this man can neither save your life or beat you up in front of your girl. He's the green-eyed bandit. He's the king of grapple. Your mama's favorite wrestler. And he can whoop your daddy ass. Mr. Everything, Victor Andrews. Now, now, now let's make something really, really clear. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Whether I save your life or whoop your ass, it's going to cost you. May cost you a little bit. May cost you a lot. But it's gonna cost you. Because I don't fight for free. And I don't save people for free. Superman did that. I'm not Superman. <laughs> Mr. Everything. <laughs> nah, Superman. I'm Mr. Everything. Put that on the shirt, sell it. Yeah, put, put <laughs> some money on my name, daggone it. <laughs> money on the name. What's going on, Best Damn Nation? It's good to have you. If you're watching this online on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, YouTube, all that jazz. What's happening? If you're listening to us in Radio Land on uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Music, uh, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast, you can listen to the boys at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. We got a new episode for you. Fresh and hot off the racks. You know what I'm saying? It's exciting. What's going on, Mr. Everything? What's happening? Man, listen, man, listen, man, listen. I got some new things that I'm working on. I, I got some insight from uh, a very good, good friend and mentor and, and, and one of my my bosses in the wrestling business. So be on the lookout to see what Mr. Everything might be able to do next, man. I, I'm excited. You know, the little little bird that he put in my ear made me uh made me rethink a little couple of things and you know a little redirection is is not always bad. You know, you still kind of see a goal in some kind of way. And I, I'm excited, man. I'm ready to see how this all plays out. Cause there's gonna be so many big things, big big things, you know, big things in our action. Big teams <laughs> in the horizon on the future. Real bad man. Oh man, well, Mister Everything. Look, um, before I get the show started, man, there's been a lot going on, and we gotta talk about Royal Rumble and uh, all that stuff. But it was a dark cloud that was hanging over the uh, the Royal Rumble, man. And uh, there was some news that came out that was a little disturbing. Now, we reported on this story uh, a while ago, so we've been keeping you updated uh, with the WWE Vince McMahon scandal uh, where he paid off, allegedly paid off uh, for over $14 million uh, in settlement money or hush money <laughs> to, to women who uh, have claimed that Vince McMahon has had uh, some sexual advances or misconduct while working for the company one of these uh such women came up matter of fact instead of hearing it from me uh we're going to turn it over to uh the best damn reporter well it's, it's still me brian renegade he's going to tell you what happened <laughs> 
What's going on, beautiful people? This is Brian Renegade of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, and we have breaking news. Your boy Vinny Mac is back in the news, Jack, and not in a good way. Vince McMahon officially cuts ties with the WWE amid sex trafficking allegations from ex-employee Janelle Grant stating that Vince McMahon and John Laurinaitis laryngitis having ass physically and emotionally abused her on multiple occasions. Uh, it is well documented that Vince McMahon spent over $14.6 million in payments to women stating that Vince McMahon had some alleged sexual misconduct with some of the women, uh, $3 million of which was in, in exchange for a non-disclosure agreement to Janelle Grant, but Vince McMahon only paid her ass $1 million, and, you know, a woman scoring ain't going to have that. She was like, I want the rest of my monies, and the story came out. Uh, Brock Lesnar was also implicated in this whole thing, uh, and Brock Lesnar was quickly pulled from the Royal Rumble, as well as Slim Jim's uh, support and advertisement. So if you want to snap it to a Slim Jim, you ain't going to do it on WWE's time because they taking their business elsewhere. You're going to have to snap into something else. Uh, Nick Khan stated that Vince McMahon uh, is no longer with TKO Holdings uh, or WWE. Man, this is a big story. If you want to learn more about this, check out some more best damn news with the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Oh, man. Yeah, that was uh, very, very big news that came out over the weekend. Like I said, it had a, a dark cloud over the Royal Rumble where a lot of people were trying to kind of get away from that funk. I know that uh, I reported that Slim Jim was pulling their advertisement, but during the show, Slim Jim, I guess they said we already paid for it. So <laughs> they kept their advertisements running during the Royal Rumble. I'm not sure if they're still going to be a partner after this, or maybe they're just waiting for uh, you know, the noise to kind of die down a little bit before they come back into the fold because they want to be with uh, TKO holders. I mean, the, the company is poised to do some great things. Uh, we reported that Dwayne DeRock Johnson is now on the board of directors. He is literally the head of the table. <laughs> so uh, Dwayne DeRock Johnson is at the, at the head um, of the board of directors for the WWE under uh, TKO, man. So there's some big things that can possibly happen there. I'm sure that Dwayne DeRock Johnson would want to move the company forward and everything that he got going on, but um, they were trying to put as much distance from the WWE product and Vince McMahon, and that's kind of hard to do because Vince McMahon is WWE. So now uh, they're, they're trying to make all these changes and trying to uh, push forward that, hey, we're, we're a company, we're progressing, we're trying to make sure that this doesn't happen again. Um, and this man and John Laurinaitis have been implicated uh, in this sex scandal. Um, also, uh, Brock Lesnar was in, implicated in the sex scandal also. And there were some very, very vulgar <laughs> things that uh, this, this woman said that this man made her do uh, with both her, uh, this man and John, John Laurinaitis. So if you want to check out the show, I mean, it's, it's all over the place. You know what I'm saying? If you want to check out this story, um, you can go to the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast page, but it's it's pretty big, man. Uh, Vince McMahon set scandal. You know, we wrestling fans, we already know that Vince is is not a saint. You know what I'm saying? We've all heard horrible stories 
of Vince McMahon. So we're not surprised that this actually happened. But the WWE is putting as much distance between them and Vince McMahon as they can. And so I want to get your thoughts on it, man. Um, how do you guys feel about the whole set scandal? And do you think that it's going to affect the future product of WWE? I'm not sure. I don't think so. I think that they're going to push right forward past this whole thing. Um, like I said before, Vince McMahon has been uh, in the news before for such dealings. But the crazy thing was John Laurinaitis was implemented into this whole thing. And just recently, the Bella Twins put out um, put out a tweet or uh, or message saying that, hey, we we were just as shocked as you guys were. Um, as you guys do not know, the Be John Laurinaitis is the Bella Twins' stepdaddy. Let that marinate for a second. <laughs> John Laurinaitis, who was over uh, I'm not sure what I think it was over talent, um, but John Laurinaitis man was the Bella. He just married the Bella twins' mother a couple years back. So the Bella twins is like, oh man, who who did my mama marry? <laughs> who did my mama marry? Um, so they had to put out a statement because you know people know that you know John Laurinaitis is their stepdad. You know what I'm saying? So that's a that's a huge implication, man. Uh, and they're really making it like it was a um, not a not a huge set scandal, but they're making it so um, that we're looking at it right, and we're trying to they're trying to dig and trying to see what else happened during this whole thing. Let me uh, go to the resident superhero of the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast, man. We're over here talking about uh, Vincent Man and the whole. Uh, the whole sex trafficking scandal. Uh, Mr. Everything, let me get your thoughts on that. I can't comment too much about that, honestly. You can't comment too much about that. We don't want to mess up the money. So we're going to keep that push. Honestly, the only thing I can say is it's not hard being good people. Um, if this is found to be true, uh, may justice be served. If not, then may justice be served. That's all I can think about. There it is. Um, man, I, like I say, I was saying before that, you know, we wrestling fans, we, we've heard, we've all heard the stories of this man and uh, some of his uh, mis, mis dealings. I think that's a good word, mis dealings <laughs> in the past. Um, we just hope that, you know, Nothing like that happens again. I think that the WWE is putting everything in place and AEW are putting everything in place to make sure that these things do not happen. AEW is not free from their scandal. Also, you know, Chris Jericho's name was brought up um, about him having some uh, miscommunication with some of the women backstage. So uh, we, we reported on that, too. But as a company, man, you got to make sure that the talent that you are bringing in has some type of the uh, quorum about themselves. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it, that's, the, that's the thing that you don't want to do is bring in a talent, and that talent has a very checkered, troubled past. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that also goes higher up to management, too. You know what I mean? Uh, of who you're working with. And a lot of people have declined to work with Vince Man for that very reason. Uh, they didn't um, they didn't quite feel too comfortable around this. But that's neither here or there, man. I, I just hope that this this woman gets uh, the justice that she's due, man. And uh, 
you know, both John Laurinaitis and Vince McMahon are in some hot water. Also, uh, Brock Lesnar's name has been implicated. And I'm pretty sure it's more that's going to come out on this story. And I'm more than sure that that's going to come, what's going to come out about this. But uh, they're pushing forward and uh, they tried to make sure that they had one of the best events that they could have in the Royal Rumble. Uh, Mr. Everything, you know we do this each and every event, man. We got to go back to school and we got to grade the Royal Rumble uh, from A to F. A mean the passing, F mean the failing. I want to get your thoughts on it. Beautiful people, prepare yourself because we're going back to school. Excuse me, class. Class. Shut Mr. Everything, um, if you've caught some of the clips or if you watched the Royal Rumble, man, overall, what would you give the entirety of the event for Royal Rumble? Uh, honestly, man, I, I got to give it like a, a B minus. Um, mm. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, it was, it was good. It had its moments, you know, for it to be a four match card, which was good. You know, I see that uh, Triple H is, is uh, applying his influence a little bit with a little bit more pressure because he's used to he likes the the smaller pay per views. If you ever watch NXT, there's not a lot of matches on the cards, so that's dope to me. Um, but not 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 too much star power for for Royal Rumble. Not a lot of surprises either. Uh, you know, number thirty is always a big surprise, and in love Sami Zayn to death. But he didn't really get the 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 reception. Yes, yeah. he get the reception that you would expect because I believe everyone was expecting someone else. Now, had he came and joined the middle, like number twenty twenty one, that probably would have gave him the reception that he was he deserved. Um, but a lot of people were expecting to see somebody come from a different company. Um, a lot of people were expecting MJF, which I don't know why because his contract's not up yet that I know of. Um, but it's interesting to see how wrestling fans look at certain things. The women's uh, Royal Rumble was pretty good. Uh, Jade Cargill did have a good showing. A lot of people could say that they're protecting her, but if you think about it, whenever she does really get in the ring and get busy, she's going to grab some attention. She should. She should grasp some attention. She's been training really hard. I've seen some clips of her work, working at the dungeon with Natalia and TJ. Um, and, uh, you know, she's working hard in the performance center. So uh, we'll see what happens. But a uh, solid B minus for me. Yeah, man, I, I, I'm, I'm actually going to go a little bit lower than that. Uh, <laughs> I think I would give this show a C minus, in my opinion. And, and, you know, I'm not that harsh of a critic. But for this event, um, for, for me to be excited as I was, I was very let down. Now, number one, the women did a great job. Uh, again, the women carried another event, man. Um, the Royal Rumble match saw uh, some great highlights, man. One being uh, Naomi, who came back. Um, and we were excited to see Naomi, man, because we haven't seen Naomi in a long time in the WWE ring since she left uh, and vacated the tag team titles with Sasha Banks. And uh, she went to TNA. She read found herself and I, I think that she needed that time off and it was great because she came back as a, as a huge star um although the roster is a lot more stacked 
then than when she was last here. I think that Naomi coming back, man, a lot of fans were excited to see it. I was excited to see it. Um, I was feeling the glow, and, and when she came in, man, I thought it was a beautiful thing. So, uh, shouts out to Naomi, man. Um, also, we saw the emergence of Jade Cargill, which we've been waiting for Jade Cargill for some time, but I knew that they were going to bring her out during the big event, either a Survivor Series or a Royal Rumble, and they decided to bring her out during the Rumble. I thought it was good. She had a great showing. Um, she picked Nia Jax up twice. First time she picked her up and slammed. The second time she picked her up and threw her uh, over the ropes. I think that a lot of people were impressed with the power of Jade Cargill. Also, Jade and Bianca had a beautiful moment inside the ring. Uh, they were face-to-face. And both of them looked like absolute powerhouses in the ring. I know this is a dream match. Go ahead and take my money now. I want to watch it. I think that Jade still has a little bit more to go in the ring. But I think that with working with someone like a Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill and Bianca could steal the show for WrestleMania. If they do not put this on the call for WrestleMania, I do not know what they're doing. The timing is right. All the stars are aligning. Bianca really don't have a match right now. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to see what's going on. But to be honest with you, man, I, I would love to see Bianca Belair and Jay Cargill in the ring at some capacity, either if they're working together or if they are fighting against each other. Um, Bianca Belair and Jade Cargill is money all day long. Uh, here's another picture of them right now. You're telling me they don't look like an amazing tag team, bro? Huh? Look at that. The, the most dynamite tag team of all time. And look, I wish if, I had abs like that. I wish I had abs. If you compare them to like a, a Marvel a Marvel duo, you got Storm and Carmen Electra. Uh, you really want to call her Carmen Electra? I would say Storm and, and, and Rogue. Storm and Jean Grey. Nah, Storm and Rogue. Rogue was, Rogue was the one, Jack. Not yeah, yeah, a lot of people forget the rogue was super strong, she can fly, she can do all kind of crazy stuff. But yeah, um, they are a power duo, you know what I'm saying? Take my money all day. I, I would love to see them have a match in the ring. I think they would do great together, uh, or against each other, man. Um, but Jay Cargill had an absolute great showing. Nia Jax had an amazing showing, and I was talking junk to LP, and I was like, when I said, when Nia Jax come in, she is going to clean house. And she did just that. Nia Jax came in and started eliminating everybody. <laughs> she put on one hell of a show, man, showing, man, and Nia Jax showed that she deserves to be at the top of the card. She deserves to be in the same mention as Araya Ripley. As far as uh, opponents is is concerned, you know what I'm saying. I'm excited. Let, let, let's get another opinion. Let's go. Uh, we got a video. Uh, LP couldn't be here, man, but he left us with a little jewel and some of his thoughts on the Royal Rumble. Let's listen to your boy LP as he breaks this down off of his social medias. Let me tell y'all something. I've been watching wrestling for a long time. I've seen a lot of Royal Rumbles. This was probably one of the worst Royal Rumbles I've ever seen in my life. I can't even give a whole lot of high points. It had a couple of uh, yay moments, 
but the crowd was dead and there's a reason why I was dead. The Royal Rumble itself, I'm just gonna talk about the men Royal Rumble. I ain't gonna talk about nothing else. CM Punk is old. CM Punk is very old. And you guys can hype CM Punk up all you want to, but CM Punk is not that guy in the ring no more. He looked horrible in that rumble. And Cody had to do any everything he did to even make it look halfway believable. But that ending took way too long. My man Gunther put in work for the second time in a damn Royal Rumble. And they, and they played him. They played him so bad. I know wrestling is scripted and all that. So please don't jump in the comments. I'm like, oh my God, you know it's fake, blah, blah, blah. It's entertainment. So we get invested. But my man Gunther put in work. But the Rumble itself was horrible. They didn't have no real good moments. They didn't have no real bringing back some of the old heads just for nostalgia, like entertaining. It just was like so blah. But I really just want to say, like y'all keep on talking about CM Punk. That dude looks, he looked so bad. And he, if you, how can you look bad in the Royal Rumble? He, he was gassed by the end of that Royal Rumble. And he wasn't doing nothing the whole entire time. Y'all keep on talking about y'all want some CM Punk. And y'all y'all think The Rock? Y'all think The Rock, when he come back and wrestle Roman, that's going to be a great match? That match not going to be great. Have y'all seen how big The Rock is? Maybe y'all aren't Rock fans like I was Rock fans. And all the stuff that Rock did when he was small, you think he's going to be able to do all that stuff as big as he is now, and he damn near 60? Y'all want, y'all want, I can't wait for y'all to finally get that match and y'all get y'all heart broke thinking you're going to get the damn 90 Attitude Era Rock versus Roman. That match is going to be a horror. Speaking of Roman, once again, he can't win a match straight up. Don't don't even get me started with that. That, that Fatal 4-Way was horrible. But, you know, everybody going to be talking about this. We're going to talk about this on our podcast, uh, the, the, damn, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Check us out. We're going to talk about it. But, oh, my God. This was, to me, one of the worst rumbles I've seen in my life. Oh, man. LP said, this is one of the worst Royal Rumbles that he's ever seen. Oh, man. I thought it was... Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Men's Royal Rumble, right? Uh, during the Men's Royal Rumble, we did see somebody, some people come back that we thought was going to come back to the WWE. We just didn't know uh, in what time. And I don't even think that they got the actual reception and build-up that they actually needed. But uh, the Men's Royal Rumble saw Andrade come back. Um... I, I love uh, Andrade, man. I love his his style. I love his wrestling. Um, I think that he can be poised to be a big start uh, in WWE. I don't know if they're going to put him with Legato Del Fantasma or the LWO if he's going to start his own thing or he's just going to feud as a as a singles competitor on Monday Night Raw. But I'm happy to see Andrade back because he has a great style. Uh, he's a great representation of the Lucha style. And uh, I just want to see more from Andrade, man. Uh, we also saw Sami Zayn come back uh, to a, a good pop. Sammy, you know, a lot of people miss Sami. So Sami Zayn coming back was a big thing during the Royal Rumble. Uh, we also saw Omos come. And, you know, he he did a little bit. Uh I, I keep thinking that Omar should do so much more, man, and I'm not sure what it is. It's not connecting with management about Omar's, but Omar really should be poised to be a big star. There's no way that he's not pointed uh, either Seth uh, Rollins or Roman Reigns is away. If if and I don't know what the thing was uh, 
MVP when he started managing him and he dropped Bobby. But he since MVP has been managing Omos now, granted, Omos looks great. He lost weight. He got new gear. He got new music. Uh, he looks like a killer, but for some reason, it's not connected. And I and MVP cannot get Omos over. I don't know what it is. Um, so they're going to need some type of a group of faction. But Omos coming back, I think that's great. Uh, we saw um, your boy Carmelo Hayes had a great showing, man. And, uh, you know, Carmelo looks good and comfortable in the ring. Um, I think that's a place for Carmelo. I think that Carmelo, unfortunately, is going to be stuck in that middle card uh, area with Ricochet. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I love Carmelo Hayes. I'm not sure if they're going to be uh, bold enough to put the belt on Carmelo Hayes, but they are talking about Trick Willie. Trick Williams didn't even have a showing in the Royal Rumble. He came at uh, at SmackDown to help Carmelo Hayes because they had a match, uh, which which uh, went on yesterday, and they ended up advancing in the tournament, the Dusty uh, the Dusty Cup tournament. Um, but Trick Williams looks great, and I think that if by just based off the reception that Trick Williams got on Friday. When the crowd was yelling, whoop that trick, and the management had no idea that Trick Williams' star power would translate onto the main roster with nobody knowing him, really. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but the fans let it be known, and so they're looking at Trick Williams, man, because Trick Williams can talk, Trick Williams can wrestle a little bit, uh, and Trick Williams uh, has that star power that they're looking for, and that height and size that they look for in, in a star. So, um, I can't wait for Trick Williams to make his debut. I'm pretty sure he's going to make his debut this year. Um, also, your boy Bron Breaker came and destroyed everybody. <laughs> Bron Breaker looked like a missile, a guided missile when he was just destroying everybody. He even threw, uh, even threw Omos out the ring. You know what I'm saying? Which was which was cool. Um, we also saw. A spot where I'm not sure if they were trying to fill the spot. I, I really feel like it was a wasted spot, but they had Pat McAfee in the Royal Rumble and they played his music. Um, he didn't even know he was supposed to be in the Rumble. He got inside the ring and he looked at Brian Breaker and he looked at Omas, big seven foot ass. And he was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I got on fresh gators. I'm not going to try to slide all over the ring. I ain't got nothing to prove, man. I'm a commentator. I got <laughs> I got an NFL job to do in, in the fall. Uh, so he, he did not partake in that. But I really feel like that spot could have been for somebody else. I really feel like that spot could have been for somebody else. You know what I'm saying? But um, and then at the end of the whole thing, CM Punk had a showing. I don't know what it was. I was, uh, <laughs> if you watch the playback of me and uh, LP watching it, it, CM Punk was so gassed. Not not even before he tore his, his peck or whatever, with his tricep or whatever he tore. He looked so gassed and old in the ring. It made no sense. And I'm like, this is the dude. I, I was like, this is your king? <laughs> this is your king. Man. He looked like a wounded squirrel. Just running around the ring. Trying to figure out stuff, man. I did not like the way CM Punk looked in the WWE ring. And I'm kind of glad that he ain't got that, that WrestleMania spot right well, now. I think. Go ahead. Here's the thing. I, I think 
everyone is expecting this best in the world from the attitude era cm punk we, we're not gonna listen everybody that we had in the attitude era is, is in the uh G, the jurassic era right now <laughs> it, 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 look, edge came back he didn't move as well as everybody wanted him to you know what i'm saying um cm punk he's back he's not moving as well as everyone expects him to um it's another one who came back and 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 no, Rey Mysterio. I mean, Rey Mysterio is probably the only one who came back and can get busy with no problems. Um, Randy Orton is getting close to that. You know, he, he's moving good, but he, he has his moments where he's moving a little gingerly too. Yeah, but Randy Orton has has a has a, a older wrestler style. Like he's not trying to do nothing new. He's not trying to do nothing that's going to put his life in jeopardy or take years off. He doesn't been there, done that. Randy Orton has has changed his wrestling style a little bit, and it's a little bit more safer. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, and so it's another one who everyone expected. You know, when he comes back, he's going to be doing some things. But Carlito's moving a little slow too, man. Hey, that match he had with um, ain't no uh, Escobar was not good on SmackDown. And they look like look, Santos carried that man. Let's be honest. Santos carried that man. Carlito looked like a drunk uncle. And <laughs> he just he was just I don't know. He I don't know if it's his size. I think he's a little too big. I don't know. But Carlito is his wrestling style doesn't even lend to the his size. Does that make sense? Like he got on all that muscle. And all that extra, you know, all them extra muscles, but his moves aren't really power moves. Even his finisher, which is like a cold breaker, uh, where you just put your knees in somebody's face, like that move is so uh, overdone. It's almost damn near like a clothesline, headlock, uh, DDT. Everybody do it. Everybody, and so for me looking at Carlito, I'm like, he ain't gonna be up here long. Um, I love how they bring how they brought some of the old personalities back, but Carlito ain't even Carlito right now. He he's some um, I don't know what he what he's he's doing. I don't even know what his character is right now. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing too, they have Carlito all over the place right now. He's on NXT. And he's on SmackDown, and I, I think that they're, they're doing a little too much for Carlito, in my opinion. I mean, and it may sound crazy when I say this, and and some guys may try to form a coalition of wrestlers and try to jump me somewhere, but it's going to take at least half the uh, entire independent community to do that because I am into everything, and I will kick everybody's ass. Uh, <laughs> I got your back, MC Cataract. You know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna let them do that to you. He did come down to the Indies and and do some work, and I think that kind of slowed him down a little bit. Because they, let's be honest, there there are a lot of talent on the independents, undoubtedly, but there are some guys where you gotta slow down for because they're not gonna be able to keep up. And I think that's that was uh, Carlito's downfall a little bit is going going out there and working with guys who he had to slow down for, in which whenever he got back on the main roster, it's like okay now you got to get back to the to the big leagues to the big boys and can you keep up with the big boys and this newer generation that's been elevating um, wrestling as a whole, not just WWE but wrestling as a whole. 
Right. Uh, well, you you made a great point, and I'm I'm gonna just do a little sidebar real quick because it kind of lends to something that happened a little bit earlier today. Um, I posted this uh, this photo right, um, and it's a a show premiere. Uh, loving wrestling with Montez Ford and Bianca Belair, a show that that's about the show, and all of these wrestlers came out to support uh, Montez Ford and Bianca Belair. You got MVP, Omos is in there, Angelo Dawkins, Cedric uh, Alexander, uh, Ricochet, just to name a few. Big E is over there, Bobby Lashley, um, and I and I posted the picture, and I wouldn't say it quite went viral, but it had like five hundred plus shit. And and what I put at the top of it was that um, there's a culture shift that is happening in wrestling that we're seeing where uh, people of, of different ethnicities and races are being looked at now as top stars and being pushed on both the independents and in the major promotions. You know what I'm saying? People of color. You know what I mean? And I was like, I'm... I'm happy to see this representation of these brothers and sisters that are, are killing it right now. I got all kinds of messages. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A lot, you know, wrestling fans are, are generally kind of racist anyway, but, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of comments that were bashing uh, these, these men. I don't know what it is where people feel threatened by brothers with suits on. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it is. But you, you want, I, I didn't tell you what it is. They don't see it as much. They're so used to seeing uh you know the rap culture, the hip hop culture where the guys walk in, they they got their pants halfway down, they got all this kind of jewelry, they got t-shirts and bandanas and and all this crap. They got their their gang scarves, and you know, it is what it is in, in terms of the hip hop culture. But there are times where these same men these same guys that you see in the hip hop culture will put on a suit and be out there in the, in the streets. They'd be on TV doing these different things, looking for the same where he came from and what he's doing now. Um, Jay Z, you know, the list goes on and on. So I think what it is when they see a black man in a the suit, they're like, "Yo, okay, I can't, I can't manipulate this man because he actually he looked like he knows something." <laughs> it's like, 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 like Jay Z say. Um, uh, what was the song when the cop was like, uh, are you some type of lawyer or something? Did you pass? He's like, no, I ain't passing bar, but I know a little bit. Enough that you want to manipulate. You know what I'm saying? So, Legally search my Yeah, I got you. <laughs> that's where we at in terms of, of black men in wrestling. I mean, we have we have representation now. Let's talk about that. We got representation now. We got black men for little black boys to look up to. You know, when I watched when I we, when you and I was watching it, we had Junkyard Dog. Yeah. We had Couple Beware. We had yeah, yeah, Junkyard Dog. You had uh, you had Rocky. Um, we had um, when I was growing up. I, I'm you know I still I was I was watching a lot of different wrestling. <laughs> Even uh, what's your, uh, what's my boy name? Uh, New Jack. We had I had Devon Dudley. Um, Ron Simmons, who we've had on the show, who was the best damn alum, and, and he was the first WCW, black WCW champion. Um, there, there wasn't a lot of representation. I don't even remember um, a black woman wrestler until like Jackie came along. 
You know what I'm saying? And I know they have been before. I'm not. I'm just saying on TV, representation-wise, I know that Jackie uh, was one of the first that, that really uh, put a light on the strength of, of black women. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and then Jazz came after that, and they laid the foundation for like Bianca and, and Jade to do what they're doing right now. Um, to have that body type and, and not to be called a man, but to be looked at as beautiful and powerful. I think that shift is is what was needed. You know what I'm saying? But you look at wrestling now on AEW, on WWE's product, you see all of these new up-and-coming stars who are black, who are Latina uh, or Latino. Um, you have a lot of stars who are of, of Asian descent, you know what I'm saying? Uh, both Japanese and uh, Chinese uh, descent. So you see all of these uh, different races that are coming up and bubbling up, and you can see the talent that is there. I think that WWE is really poised, and since they're moving their product over to a more sports-centric product, I think they're really poised to get some of the, the most talented individuals in the world um, to work in the company. And like I say, you look at... Uh, the landscape of the championships, you know, Roman being Samoan and then EO Sky, she's being Japanese and uh, Gunther, who is, uh, I believe Gunther is German and from not, oh, Austrian. Austrian. Sorry, Austrian. Yeah, he's Austrian. Um, and then Seth Rollins, who is, you know, he got he got a little, I think he's either uh, he's like white and Puerto Rican or white and not Cuban or something. He got, he got, he got, he got, he got some, uh, some, some chili peppers in his blood. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, Bobby Lashley got a little Spanish in him too. Yeah, Bob, Bobby Lashley is Pomeranian. I want to say Pomeranian, not Pomeranian. That's a dog. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, Panamanian? Uh, huh? Panamanian. Panamanian. Yeah. What I say, Pomeranian. <laughs> yeah, he got some dog in him. Yeah, uh, Bobby Lashley. I mean, you. You see all these these uh, this representation, and all I was saying was the representation of wrestling now is really the reflective of our culture and what our and what our culture looks like in the United States and, and different parts of the world. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy to see this light because growing up, you were right. We didn't see all the stars wasn't people of color like that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and although the, though they had those people featured in in certain spots and in prominent spots. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of representation like there is now for, for people that look like me and people that look like you. Um, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of representation out there, but now there's a lot of representation of every race in wrestling. And I think that's a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a beautiful thing. And through that, you know, we can, you know, live out these stories that they, they put on our TV screens and get away from our mundane uh, life of working and, and, and life and you know what I'm saying so I love to see the representation in wrestling Mr. Everything you on these uh, independent circuits and you working you work for WWE and AEW before man uh, what does it mean to have a diverse roster in a wrestling promotion it is it is the biggest thing man because like you just say we, we got we got to have representation in all kinds of cultures man um you know, you, you want you want to grab the attention of kids of all, all colors, creeds, and, and religions. Um, that's what all these companies are, are doing. You know? 
um and and they're unifying actually and honestly they're unifying the world i, I talk about it all the time how um when wwe goes across seas to like saudi arabia and all that it is amazing how they can go over there and have them have a ceasefire in the middle of a war and then uh put on a show and then and be sitting there and enjoying himself like yeah hey, yeah i love this you know this this is my favorite guy i love that guy and then when the show is over like okay i'll kill you tomorrow like it's it's a freaking thing you know what i'm saying so <laughs> i mean let's be honest am i telling the truth or am i telling the truth they, they, go, they do the uso shows and they do it in the middle of a war and it's like okay you really got to a point where you can have a ceasefire no 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 bombs no shooting no nothing let them put on a show and then when they leave you go back to trying to kill each other how does that make sense well you know i've spoke on this a couple of times and i think a lot of people really don't know how much influence uh sports has on the world sports and music has on the world um i spoke about that the wwe when they were going into Saudi Arabia and they're going into India, they're going into uh, some of these different countries. But um, speaking of, of countries like Saudi Arabia, you don't think that the United States had to clear that? <laughs> you don't think that, um, and, and I talked about this before, but you don't think that this McMahon is, is connected like that. Think about this. Lyndon McMahon was in Donald Trump's cabinet during this time. Right? So when WWE is going to Saudi Arabia and they had the first women's match in that country, there were women in the audience. This was their first time ever seeing women wrestling in person. And, you know, obviously the first two people, I don't know why they chose Natalia and, and Lacey Evans, but <laughs> they chose Natalia and Lacey Evans as, as people's first experience. And that became very successful and since. And ever since then, the WWE has, you know, been back to Saudi Arabia um, since then. But that was, uh, that you don't think that was a little political? Man, you crazy if you think it's just wrestling, man. This is business. This is business, and you know, and that's why you see all of these boxers and all of these UFC fighters going over to Saudi Arabia to fight because they know that they're going to get twice, if not three times, as much money over there fighting than they would here. You know why? Because they got the money, and they're willing to put on it, and they and they trying to. Uh, give themselves a good life within the world and, and sports and music is a, is a way of doing that. So why not entice fighters? Why not entice the UFC? Why not entice uh, WWE to come over and put on a big event for the country? And and and, and a couple miles down the road, you got bombs and shit going off <laughs> right across the border. You know what I'm saying? Um, so Sports and politics really played a huge part. Like I say, man, they had to get cleared to go over there. And now you look at all these older wrestlers, they trying to get their payday, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they trying to fight in Saudi Arabia. Why do you think that Goldberg and, and Undertaker had that match in Saudi Arabia? Goldberg, no, that was a payday for him. That was a huge payday for him. 
You know what I'm saying? So, um, I mean, it's just business. It's just business when, when it boils down to it, man. But I think that TKO, uh, who the parent company that owns WWE and UFC, they're going to do more dealers like that. You're going to see a lot more. Even this year, um, they're going to Australia. Uh, I, I can't pronounce the name. Perth? What is Perth? Is that the name of the the city? Um, you know, I, I know they're going. I mean, the WWE is going all over the, over the place. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to pick up talent from all of the, all over those places. But when when these shows come in town, this is business. It generates revenue for the local businesses. You know what I'm saying? So uh, with this being WrestleMania season, man, I'm, I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited to see where a lot of these uh, new people or returning people that came back during the Royal Rumble, what kind of storylines they can, they can get into. And if any of these people like Omar, Sammy, Andrade, CM, well, CM Pumpkin doing them, but Braun Breaker, Carmelo, uh, I want to see if Liv Morgan, Jay Cargill, Naomi, I want to see if they do something with these people before WrestleMania happens. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's talk about something that happened on Monday Night Raw, man. It was two big things that happened on Monday Night Raw. I'm not sure if you uh, paid attention to it. Uh, one of them being Drew McIntyre uh, coming out during CM Punk's uh, speech. Now, CM Punk had to announce that he had a torn, I want to say uh, a torn, I want to say torn bicep or tricep, but it was um, within his arm. He had torn something within, within his arm, so he has an injury. Uh, he will not be able to participate in WrestleMania this year. Um, but he gave a great passionate speech to the crowd and people connected to it. Um, I thought it was a great speech. And, and during the middle of the speech, Drew McIntyre came down to the ring. Uh, and Drew cut a scathing promo on CM Punk. Drew McIntyre looked at CM Punk in his face and said, look, I'm not a very religious man, but I prayed for this. <laughs> he said, I prayed that you would not make it a WrestleMania. And I mean, he, I mean, I was like, damn, man. I mean, he was going that juggler for CM Punk. I think a lot of people forget how good Drew McIntyre is on the microphone. Drew can hold his own, man. Uh, Mr. Everything, let's talk about this segment real quick. What do you think about the segment between uh, Drew and CM Punk? And then at, during the segment, uh, Drew McIntyre attacked CM Punk and kicked him in his arm. What do you think about all that? Uh, the whole kicking in the arm part was stupid to me. It was very stupid. Your man has an injury, and you want to exploit that he has an injury, which looks dumb because if it's a real injury, it didn't look real to me. You know, with seeing yeah. his arms and, and all of a sudden he gets kicked in the arm. I was like, oh, that hurts. No, come on now. You was hitting the man with your arm and now all of a sudden it hurt from that little kick. Cut it out. Um, But uh, Drew McIntyre needed this. He needed that spot. And, yeah. and honestly, if it's not Seth Rollins that's being able to push him to that point, CM Punk was the man to push him to be able to cut, come out there and get on the mic the way he did. Um, right. Moment he said, "Man, I prayed for this." 
I was like, uh, okay. I am watching. I am I am lights <laughs> are on. I am intrigued. I want to see what this man is gonna say. And if he does not follow up with if he did not follow up the way he did um on Monday, you might as well just send him send him send him home. Um, which by the way, there are some type of rumors out there right now of him possibly leaving again. Um <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Um to go where? Uh whatever. Um I don't and think he's not utilized. Get out of here. Like, I don't know, man. Sometimes some somebody said, who was it? JCJ. She put up a post and she said the grass is greener where you water it. You know what I'm saying? And there's been a lot of stars who jumped ship and went over to AEW. And some of them may have had some great success. I mean, we've seen Swerve Strickland go over there and has has had uh, some, some great success over there. Um, and then some other people, not so much. I know we saw uh, uh, Ember Moon or uh, what she, what she, what's her name now? Um what, I'm, I'm gonna go anyway. It, it, uh, Amber Moon, we saw Amber Moon, and she uh, became Ring of Honor champion. Um, she was doing some great things. Tony Storm is doing some great things with her character right now. Um, and then you see Paige and 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 Ruby Riot. I mean, a lot of these people that went over there, they are having a great resurgence in their career, and they're able to do a lot more, be a little bit more flexible. But we all know that who the big Fish in the pond is, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you can keep swimming around it all you want to, but a lot of people are going over to AEW and realize, hey man, you know, it ain't really all uh, peaches and cream like I thought it was. And then same first vice versa to go to WWE if they go to, to the WWE system, which is a whole completely different system. Your professional professionalism has to be uh, top notch. You know what I'm saying? I'm a cameraman. I've been a photographer for over 20 years. I remember I was talking to a WWE uh, cameraman, and I was like, "Hey, man, how do you how do you become a WWE cameraman?" The first thing he said to me was, "You cannot be a fan." I was like, "Well, shit, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't get this job here. Okay, man, I can't even fake the funk, man. I can't fake the funk." Um, but yeah, man, um, I think that this is what Drew needed. I think that this is the fire. Uh, that we've been looking for for Drew McIntyre, and I think that Drew is looking like the star that he is. Uh, that he is, you know, we keep forgetting that Drew is a two-time uh, world heavyweight champion, man. And so Drew McIntyre got some skin in the game, uh, and I want to see them do more with Drew. Drew is a money player, you know. what I'm saying Drew can talk, Drew can draw people, um, and he is an absolute monster inside of that ring. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think that this Drew CM Punk feud had to happen. And and to be honest with you, CM Punk looked at Drew McIntyre and he was like, look, after I get all healed up, the first person I'm coming for is you. You know what I'm saying? So, I want to see it. I think that uh, that is a huge challenge for CM Punk. First coming back, and you're gonna go after Drew McIntyre, <laughs> who is a certified stud. Uh, but we'll see, man. Also on Monday Night Raw, we saw some some very tragic thing. Uh, one of the best damn alums 
who's been on this show before, your boy R-Truth, man. I thought that he was finally going to get the love and recognition that he needed from Judgment Day. Uh, Damian Priest uh, had a show and then, you know, they kind of <laughs> kicked R-Truth out the ring during the Royal Rumble. And I thought he was going to kind of apologize and accept truth into the group and kind of do like a when the Sammy got embraced into the bloodline, but they actually did the opposite. They beat the hell out of R-Truth in the middle of that ring. Um, and I guess they were trying to reestablish who they are, which are the dominant heels on uh, Monday Night Raw. And I think that, you know, the, the kind of shed that skin of the humor that uh, R-Truth brings, they had to kind of cut R-Truth from the group. Which I think, and a lot of people think that R-Truth was the best thing that was going on for <laughs> Judgment Day. Um, and I thought that they were going to do something with that, but they didn't. They just they just beat up our truth, man, and just kind of left him in the middle of the ring. Uh, the Miz tried to come in and, and help out, but he got his ass whooped too. So there's that. Mr. Everything, let me get your thoughts on the whole uh, Judgment Day turning on our truth What are your thoughts on that? Man, it, it was going to happen anyway. We Everybody saw the writings on the wall. It was nothing that they was really going to do that make our truth a definite member of the Judgment Day. No matter how much he made them money and, and helped them win matches and all this jazz, um, they really wasn't going to allow that to happen. And truthfully, uh, our truth really doesn't need it. I think Judgment Day needed that rub from our truth versus our truth needing that rub from them. Uh, and it, it helps. It helped a lot, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it put the Judgment Day on a higher elevation in terms of. Um, um, hold on one second. All right. You say. Thank you. Let me know you got home. Um, you know, they, they, our truth is the man, you know, and, and let's talk about his Royal Rumble appearance really quick. Uh, if, if we remember, I want to say, was it last year? You know, he was on his way to the ring and Nia Jax came out and destroyed him before he made it into the men's Royal Rumble. And, yep. you know, she went in there and she did her thing or whatever. And he went to go return the favor. And, of course, Nia Jax was the one to eliminate him again um, <laughs> in, in a more less I just killed this man type of way. Uh, <laughs> and then he went in and elevated the men's Royal Rumble. You know, when... For a long time, whenever you watched the Royal Rumble, we, it was a couple things we were looking for. We were looking for who was going to be the legend that returns when right. watching the Royal Rumble. We were looking for who was going to win. And mm -hmm. let's be honest, we were looking for what Coffee Kingston was going to do in the Royal Rumble. Now, this year, Coffee Kingston didn't do any type of spectacular things. However, our truth himself has been a... Uh, uh, a vision of what we are looking for in terms of the Royal Rumble. Let's not forget his, his amazing coming to the ring and pulling out the ladder and climbing the ladder and looking for the, the money in the bank briefcase that wasn't there because he thought it, it was the wrong it was the wrong match. Wrong, wrong event. <laughs> um, just doing those small key things that help you stand out. And he turned he turned the Royal Rumble into a tag match with Tom or was it Nick? Was it Tom? Whichever one it is, it was one of the studio boys, um, and it, it it worked. It worked. I thought that well. was great. 
Yes. I think that was so simple, right? If you go, to, if you go, if you know you're not going over in the rumble, you have to do something that's memorable. I hate when somebody comes in and they do all of these moves and like ha ha ha, and then they tired and they get hit one time and then they down for the rest of the match, and then all of a sudden they just get thrown out on some random shit. Like, it just, I don't like that. I like how our truth came down. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and he has to always be himself and be a character. There's always a room for humor in a Royal Rumble, in a match like that. So I think that our truth brought that. And I thought it was absolutely brilliant what he did. I thought it was funny. And a lot of people uh, agreed. Now, some people think that our truth is. Uh, a buffoon or you know but all truth is very brilliant in that he knows his place and unlike the guys because our truth is in his 50s let's get this 100% clear our truth is in his 50s so he ain't out here trying to prove himself <laughs> trying to out wrestle people trying to put extra wear and tear on his body truth can do what he doing for another 10 years and, and let's, let's let's keep it a hundred. He can out wrestle anybody. He could. Our truth can get out there and get busy. But he he's like, busy. I don't have to, man. I can go out there and say a couple jokes and still make my six figures and go home and relax. Sleep like a baby. Yeah, <laughs> his jokes is his five moves to do. Yeah, if you smart, you better get your five moves to do. I think the LC the thing is, like for me, LA Knight, LA Knight is he's he's a he's a star. He's over right now. But his and I keep saying this and I don't know why if not, I don't even remember LA Knight's spots within the Royal within the Royal Rumble in that match with him and Roman. I remember him hitting the BFT a couple of times. Um, I do remember him doing Randy uh, Orton's uh, back suplex spot on the uh, table. But other than that, I mean, he, he he did have a show. He did have a good show. I'm, I'm not saying that he didn't have a good show. I don't know what it is for me. His in-ring... It's boring to me. And I don't know why. And I, I try to get into it with the years and all that stuff. But then I watch him wrestle and I'm like, I'm not quite impressed enough to say, hey, this is the guy that we should go with. It's it's safe. It's safe the way he wrestles. It reminds yeah. me of the, the old times of... He wrestles like an old guy, bro. He wrestles like Randy wrestles. Yeah. Like the Miz, the Miz would always wrestle. Sick. He wrestled like the Miz wrestles. Yeah, you know when the character is larger than the in ring stuff that they doing, so they ain't got to do all the flippy stuff that and put their neck and life in danger like Carmelo Hayes and them are doing, or that uh, Dragon Lee and them are doing. They have a different type of style, and I think the LA Knight, even though he's in his mid forties, early mid forties. He, he has a very safe, secure style of wrestling uh, that, for some reason, is not translated for me. Where I'm like, put this man in every in every uh, main event at the top of the card. Mm -hmm. I don't feel that way anymore. And I, I, I think the spark and the and the shine and the gloss of LA Knight has been dulled down 
to me. I'm not speaking on everybody else. I'm just uh, saying for me as a fan of LA Knight, and I like LA Knight. But like I said, I'm just waiting for his wrestling style to really translate where I'm like, man, can't nobody be LA Knight. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to I want to look at LA Knight the same in the same light that I look at Gunther. You dig what I'm saying? So um, I thought that he had a great show. He had a, he had I ain't gonna say great. He had a good showing. Uh, the match was very predictable. The four way match with Roman, uh, Ellie Knight, uh, AJ Styles, and, and Randy Orton. I think AJ Styles had a good show on. I think Randy Orton had a great show on with all of the damn uh, RKO's he was dishing out. Uh, Rumble Reigns did the bare minimum. And then, uh, as, as we figured, <laughs> one of the bloodline members came in and, 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 and just they just red shot. And then Roman won. I don't know who thought that anybody outside of Roman Reigns was going to win that. I think Roman is taking that bill all the way into September. He's beating uh, Hulk Hogan's record. Yes, as he should. As he should. I'm, I mean, let's, let's be honest. The man put in the work. He's yeah. put in the work to say, you know what? Give that man the, the recognition of the longest reigning WWE champion of all time. People forget before Roman was uh, this champion that he is now, how much actual work that he did put in. I mean, he I, I can honestly say that he deserved it. He deserves this time. And to be honest with you, if Roman was on TV every week, I don't know if I would like it because the sign would be kind of doled off of him. Roman is a star. He needs to only come in a couple times. And it's like, oh, man, the, the champion is here. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So uh that's all that's a Paul Heyman thing right there. That's a Vince for man, Paul Heyman. You don't want to put your your biggest attraction out there too much. Like for instance, if, if you put uh Andre the Giant on every card and every match, then uh, people will get used to Andre. And then they will start poking holes in Andre and all that in his wrestling game, but instead of just experiencing him for who he is and the enigma that he is. You dig what I'm saying? So it's the same thing with Roman Reigns. People have to dig that enigma and feel that enigma that Roman Reigns is. And, uh, you know, when Roman does pass the torch to whoever he passes the torch to, um, it's going to be a new era in wrestling, man. But right now, Roman Reigns is that guy. And if I'm TKO, and I know that Roman Reigns in the WWE side is my, my bread and butter maker, I'm going to keep Roman as champion as long as I can until somebody else could come up. Now, people have a uh, a thing with Cody, and, and they like, but but to me, Cody is nowhere on Roman Reigns' level when it comes to the star power that you have because we see Cody every week, and I'm not excited to see Cody. <laughs> I, I respect Cody. And I'm excited. I know the fans are excited to see him in person. Cody always, Cody is the representative that you need for the company. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put that, and we talked about it, anybody who, who looked good in the suit, you know what I'm saying? Cody is that guy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to ask you this question, Mr. Everything. Uh, you, you, the booker for tonight, if you had an opportunity to put the belt, on somebody on SmackDown, are you gonna put uh, are you gonna put the Universal Title on LA Knight, 
Or are you going to put the universal title on Cody Rhodes? I would go with Cody Rhodes. I mean, mainly because he is the, um, the face of the company. I mean, like you said, the man can put on a suit. He can go out there. He can talk. Even with his lisp, he can go out there and talk. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, LA Knight can talk, but it's like that's not reached that status. Uh, I can see myself putting a belt on him and not having him here every week. Yeah. If you have Roman there every week, guess what? Eventually, he has to lose. He has to lose. You know, you can't really make a, a mystique out of Roman Reigns if he's there every week and never loses. Right. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's kind of just, it, it's boring. It's like, okay, I don't even want to see his match no more because I already know he's going to He's going to win, which is the idea now. However, you don't see him every week. So now you're like, okay, I know Roman is going to win, but there's a chance he might not, you know, might not win. Uh, right. This whole thing with, with Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins with his whole workhorse mentality. Yes, that's great. And it works because we do not have Roman Reigns every week. We have this new champion and everything else. But they wears and tears on your body. And now Seth Rollins is in a position where he has to take the time off. So now you gotta yeah. put people on the on the forefront to be there every week. You have to have Cody Rose there every week. You have to have someone like LA Knight there every week. You have to have Randy Orton there every week. And these are guys that don't even have championships. So now you get you're taking your main titles off of TV because they're tired, their body's worn out. And now you're putting the guys that, that don't have titles up there and that's why a lot of people saying yo he needs to have a championship he needs to have a title no he doesn't need it however he is carrying the company in the way that we need him to let's uh cody rose and, and seth rollins had an interaction on monday night raw but seth rollins was kind of making his point as to why cody should challenge him for the belt. Let me see if I can read a little bit of this. Uh Seth Rollins and this is per uh Sports Kita. Uh, one of our partners. Um, do you remember why this title came to be? Because these people were sick of Roman Reigns showing up every other week and then every other month and then every six months, always cheating to retain the title. We don't need Roman Reigns anymore. Seth Rollins made a really good point on why he should be chosen uh, for Cody to go up against. I'm not even mad at that. And if I'm Cody, that is the easier route to go. But I don't know if Cody gets the satisfaction of saying, I needed to beat the guy that is the guy in order to become the guy. I Seth Rollins made his point that I, I am the guy. Roman's not even here. I am the guy that you, that you need to challenge. I am the workhorse. This is the workhorse title. You know what I'm saying? I built this title up from scratch. And all the reason why we had this, because Roman was holding the belt hostage and couldn't nobody uh, defeat him because he was cheating every other match. So, I can definitely see a point why Seth Rollins wants Cody Rhodes to choose him uh, at WrestleMania, and I would not be mad at that at all. Well, here's, here's my thing about it. Um, 
saying that, you're pretty much saying that Cody's going to be Seth. That's what you're pretty much telling us. You're telling us that Cody, Seth Rollins, I mean, Seth just said it out of his own mouth. You need to challenge me because when you win the title, she will be that workhorse that we need. Why not have him go fight Roman Reigns if if the if the idea is Roman Reigns isn't here? He has not been here. He only comes a couple of months, and when he does and he has the match, he cheats. Why not say, okay, Cody, go over there and take that belt from him. If he doesn't want to be here, let him not be here. But let him not be here without the title. Let us have the title. Let us do what we can, what we are here to do. That title that Seth Rollins has around his waist is the reason why Cody should go and take that title from Roman because it shows that you have two guys that would be there as much as possible, as much as their body allows them to, to go out there and defend those titles and represent the company in the, in the biggest way. Absolutely, man. Your boy LP, uh, one of the best damn crew, uh, says they they have a backup in case Rocks falls through. Um, I think that, and I think they're probably trying to do. I don't know. I don't know, man. The Rock is way too cryptic, man, and, and he, he seems like he got too much stuff to go to going on to actually be there and put on a great performance at WrestleMania. And plus, I don't even think that Rock is in ring ready. I agree with LP. We talked about this um, at the uh, at the watch party. The Rock has at least thirty to forty pounds of muscle on from what he used to be. The Rock does not move the same way that he used to move. Even when he had the in-ring uh, interaction with Jinder Mahal, I can see that The Rock was a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, he is not in-ring ready, and I think that anybody, and, and I agree with MP, I think that anybody is, that's thinking that if Rock versus Roman happens, that it will be this great classic matchup, and I think that's a, a, a year too late. I think that Rock should have did it last year in Hollywood. And if he didn't do it in Hollywood, he should have did it in Texas. When Stone Cold Steve Austin and Vince McMahon was on. That was probably one of the greatest WrestleManias I remember seeing. Yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing. So if you're trying to make this uh, WrestleMania big, you need Rock versus Roman. You need Rock versus Roman. But I don't know if I want to see The Rock. I just we just saw CM Punk in the ring. Horrible. I don't want. I don't want my absolute favorite to be in the ring and look like he lost ten steps and he can't he can't go with Roman. I don't want to see Roman punch The Rock one time. He down and then Roman walking around. Yeah, yeah. I'm the real head of the table. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to see that, man. I think that they could put on a great match if other family members were involved. Right, right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this: Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I know you're watching because this is the best damn wrestling podcast. Everyone is watching. Everyone is listening. So we know you're watching. We know you're listening. If you need some in-ring work, if you need some training, if you need someone to push you. Beyond the limit that you have ever 
first time. Who in contact with me? Come on down to North Carolina. Let me get you in ring ready. You got two months. Two months, brother. I can get you, man, listen, in the best ring shape you have ever been in your entire career. I'm that guy. I am the guy. Just to pull a quote from Roman Reigns, I am the guy that can get you there. So Dwayne, The Rock, Johnson. Everyone tag him. Everyone on the best damn wrestling podcast. Tag him, tag him on Twitter. Tag him on Instagram. Tag him on TikTok. I'm telling that Mr. Everything said, come on down to North Carolina, and I would get him ready for WrestleMania. Oh, man. Let's talk about that real quick. Is there a difference between being in shape and then being ring ready? Absolutely. A huge difference. A lot of people say that they're in shape until they step in a ring. Then they're like, wow. Because, like, for instance, I'm inside my gym, right? You have all this open space inside this gym to do any type of cardio exercise. You can do some running. You can do some sprints. You can do some jumps. All those different things. But when you get inside of a wrestling ring, that is closed off space that's a lot more shorter and, and, and it attacks a different style of uh your muscles you know what i'm saying so you it, it, it activates your fast twitch muscles and you have to be able to go back and forth really quick and you gotta uh change direction you got to run the ropes and and hitting those ropes aren't easy they, they hurt they take wind out of you when you hit them uh, honestly they take a little bit of wind out of you if you do not know how to head right. And just doing different things like doing drop downs, burpees, and jumping over the bags, and, and all, all these different things that I do in terms of keeping my cardio tip-top shape, people don't realize that you have to do those things. Because in an instance, like this past uh, Sunday, I had a match. It was a six-man match. Three on three. We were told we got 15 minutes. We had a 15-minute match planned out. By the time we got in the ring, I was the last one to be announced to the ring. By the time I got in the ring, we were told we only had eight minutes left. And our interest only lasted two minutes. So us five minutes of our match in which we had to cut half the match short. So you have to be able to think on the fly, okay, this is where we at. We just got into the heat. Now we got to find a way to go home from here. Now we got to cut off Half of the heat. Now we got to cover half of the shine, and we got to figure out a way how to go home. And you got to do it quickly and and efficiently. And that takes a big toll on the individual's mind, their psyche, their muscles, their cardio, and everything, because everything changes in an instant. Now, on the other side of things, let's say if you, they told you you have ten minutes, and you're going okay. I can go ahead and do ten minutes. Not a problem. And the ref gets a call on the on the earpiece and says, "Hey, tell them to go five more minutes. The fans will love." You. Now you got to find oxygen and that wind and that ability and that endurance to go another five minutes. Now you got to figure out what are you going to do to to extend this out more five minutes more. You know what I'm saying? So it's difference between being in shape, lifting weights, doing all types of pull-ups and craziness. You know, follow my TikTok because I do a lot of crazy stuff and a lot of people are laughing. But they won't try it because I do everything. And I'll kick it next ass. I'll steal your moms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All these different things and lifting weights and then being inside of a wrestling ring or a boxing ring and actually utilizing the stuff that you need. Know,
Yeah. Um, and I, I, I think that's that's true, man. I don't think that, and going back to what we were just talking about, uh, I'm not sure if The Rock is in ring ready, man. I know he got the size and he got the weight and he's still Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but I don't think that a match between The Rock and, and Roman, it, unless they start building it right now, I'm not sure if that's going to get the traction that it needs and if it's going to deliver in ring. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't, I, I would hate to see it not deliver in ring. And I, I guarantee you, 100%, uh, if they do Bianca versus Jade Cargill at WrestleMania, that will be the biggest match on the card. Period. <laughs> now you can say Rock versus you can say Rock versus uh, Roman. Yeah, that'll be good. People want to see it for nostalgia, right? But the actual competitive card, people will want to see Cody Cody versus Seth, and people will want to see Jay Cargill versus Bianca Belair. Those are dream matches. Cody and Seth put on absolute amazing matches last year. Um. Hey. But- the main thing that we have to really still got to think about is the elimination chamber. So we got to see what exactly happens with that before we actually start trying to push the Roman uh, bronze situation. The rest of it. Yeah, because you got elimination chamber coming up, and I'm not sure uh, who's what they're doing with elimination chamber. And then people keep forgetting about Damian Priest. And it's just 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 lurking around with the briefcase. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh man, it's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we excited to see it. Best damn nation, man. Let us know if you're excited to see Rock versus Roman. If you want to see Bianca versus Jade, or uh, if you think that Cody Rhodes should go ahead and take that match with Seth Rick and Rollins, man. Well, here's the thing. Uh, Cody is definitely say that again. You're breaking up. Cody is definitely not taking that match. Mm. He gonna go for Roman. His pride, his pride won't let him. Because of the fact of Damian Priest, can you really say that you would you would lose your shit if it was excitement? If Cody beats Seth and then Priest comes in and cash in and wins the belt off of Cody, I would be ecstatic. <laughs> 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 I would be ecstatic because that is an ultimate swerve. It is. And now Cody got to work back up to to doing his story all over again. The story continues. Like LP say, whenever you playing like a, 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 a like an open world game and you're you're doing the actual mission, but then they got all these side man, these side little games that you got to play. And yeah, that seems like what Cody is doing. So, I mean, I think that if Cody faces uh, Seth, then Seth will drop the belt. But the ultimate swerve would be if Cody and Seth put on a slobber knocker of a match. And then at the end of a Damian Priest music hit, he come out and he absolutely destroys Cody Rhodes and wins the title from Cody. Now Cody got to try to get back on that path. Um, and I, I think that could be great, man. I think if they do that right, it'll be good. But I think Cody wants the big fish, man. You know what I'm saying? 
Cody won Roman. He knows Roman is that guy. And as as much as Seth Rollins completed his case to say, hey, I am the guy, I'm the workhorse and all that shit, we all know that Roman Reigns is the one that Cody has to beat in order for because there is an instance of okay, Cody beat Seth. Cody, did he really finish his story? Nope. Cody and, wins the title. Did Cody really finish his story? I don't say he finishes his story because Roman Reigns is still the universal heavyweight champion. And let's acknowledge how Seth Rollins got to where he is. Let's acknowledge that real quick. And how did he do that? Putting a chair to the back of Roman Reigns. And I hope he do it again. I <laughs> <laughs> mean, you got to look at it. Roman Reigns played a factor in everybody's story. Everybody's story is connected to Roman Reigns in every single that man you got work. you got it you hold up you got a great a great point if you really look at it within the last 10 years roman reigns has really been influential into the storylines of some of the top wrestlers in the industry from randy orton to seth rollins to cody rhodes to brock lesnar even Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, shit, Paul Heyman, fucking Usos. I mean, the, the list goes Barry Corbin. <laughs> the list goes on and on. And I don't even know. And I know all. Listen, I know all the the fans on SmackDown, especially the black fans, is wondering why they not pointing Bobby towards Roman Reigns for what. Well, uh, now you can say for what, because they got this thing going on with Karrion Cross, which I'm not even sure. The Final Testament or whatever, I, the, the the group looks great. I'm not sure if, if Karrion Cross is the guy to kind of take that over, because his two henchmen, uh, AOP, they really don't have no personality. His wife don't really talk to the old guy. He's just an old, old, I don't know. He, I don't even know who he really is. To be honest with you, <laughs> his ass needs to sit at home. He look like he looked like he 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 one applesauce away from the nursing home. <laughs> so it's straight up, you know. What I'm um, but right now, you know, Bobby and the Street Prophets are opponent towards the new uh, the Final Testament, uh, which is came in and crosses the new group. So I don't know, man. I I know I want to see a great WrestleMania. I know that this uh, Royal Rumble let some people down. I'm pretty sure. The Elimination Chamber. Hopefully, that will be a great match. Uh, but we'll see. I just hope this WrestleMania just lives up. It just lives up to uh, to what it is. LP. So is it Dame, <laughs> Damien time? It was only a year. It's only a year, right? It's yeah. only yeah. yeah it's yeah. only a year. He can yeah, only he can only have that briefcase. Until WrestleMania, after WrestleMania, that's it. You know what I'm saying? So he, I'm pretty sure he he got three chances to cash it in from now. 
He got Elimination Chamber. I'm pretty sure they got another event before Elimination Chamber. No, 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 no. I think that's it. It's just Elimination Chamber and then the Rumble. So he got Elimination Chamber. Maybe he got Monday Night Raw. Maybe Fastlane? No, I don't think Fastlane. If Fastlane is between them, I'm not sure. Uh, But you're right. He ain't got too many other opportunities. Elimination Chamber is like close to the end of February, right? Maybe in the middle? I believe it's the end of February. End of February or it's in March. Either one of those. Yes, you won't won't have time to put in another pay-per-view. Well, you know, they usually try to squeeze one in, so usually it's like Elimination Chamber and like maybe Fastlane or something like that, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, I think that this, this WrestleMania has the potential to be the greatest ever if they book it right, if they put the right types of talent in, um, and if they tell the right types of story. I think that the bloodline storyline really put a lot of pressure uh, on this year to see if if people are going to keep their interest all the way to WrestleMania. The bloodline storyline really changed the landscape of how people look at storylines in wrestling. You know what I'm saying? Because that really carried the story all the way to WrestleMania. And I think that they executed and did that really well, except for, uh, I think they did that really well. So we'll see. Um, We got more wrestling to check out. Best Damn Nation. Uh, Mr. Everything has been a hell of a show, man. I don't want to keep on going, but we got got a lot of stuff to talk about. (laughs) But listen. Uh, you up in your gym, man. Let the beautiful people know what you guys going on. Where can they find you? And if they want to book either a wrestling or a fitness or a nutrition session with Mr. Everything, how can they do it? Absolutely. Uh, uh, hit me up with my email. It's the easiest way to get me. Victor at thevictorandrews.com. That's Victor at thevictorandrews.com. Uh, actually, I got to update my payment on that website. Uh, go to my other <laughs> email, LLC at gmail.com. That's R O O S E V E L T C O N Y E R S L L C at gmail.com. That's right. I do all this right talk to just, just in case, you know. Yeah. Look, you know how I many people misspell the word Roosevelt? Yeah, I, I do it all the time. I put R O S E. No, that ain't right. R O. U.S.? No, that ain't needed. <laughs> so, <laughs> man, you need a shorter name, man. <laughs> Actually, my grandmother gave it to me. My grandmother gave me that name. But neither here, there, nor anywhere. Oh, <laughs> so get up and follow my TikTok. Because I'm going to give away to sell some stuff. I got some products. I bought some TikTok products. I'm going to give away to sell some stuff off the TikTok. We need to put, oh, we need to put some scam wrestling uh, products on the, on the TikTok. Uh-oh. Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm working on it. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be good uh, within two, two weeks. Look, look, look. I don't know. I'm, I'm headed home now, and I'm, I'm probably going to have bad service. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah we can hear you. You come in there at the end of class. I, you know, I'm, 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 about, I'm about to jump off, but you know, I still, still try to watch the show. But look, let me tell y'all, why WrestleMania gonna suck this year. WrestleMania is in how long between now? Uh, about two months. Yeah, it's two. It's we got WrestleMania in two months, right? 
Yeah. Look at look at last year WrestleMania. You had the Usos losing the belt. You had that whole storyline built up. You had the whole storyline built up with Roman, the whole bloodline storyline. You had the whole blood. You had the whole uh, Rhea was Rhea, was Rhea good enough to beat Charlotte. You had that going on. You had all these storylines. Now fast forward to now. The only storyline that really matters would be Cody versus Roman. Nobody else has no storyline. Judgment Day don't have a storyline. The Bailey. money, um, the women don't really have no storyline. If they do, if they do Jay versus uh, uh, Jay versus uh, Bianca, Bianca that could that, that could be big. But Jade ain't ready, so I, I doubt they do that. Brock Brock is gone. Uh, you still got, got Bailey and Damage Control. Who? Damage control. Bailey and damage control is the only actually Bailey and damage control is really the only women's storyline that it's actually going right now. But if Bailey if Bailey uh, challenges EO, then that's a great storyline that can be told on the women's side. Now it's been a while since the women have had a really strong storyline, but I think that this is one of them that's being overlooked. Or excuse me, that's being underlooked. Um, under and overlooked is the uh, the Bailey storyline, and I'm pretty sure that she is not going to challenge Rhea. She will challenge EO, and uh, there, there's going to be some type of a breakup with Damage Control at WrestleMania. I can see that happen, and that's a big storyline. But you're right. Other than that, nobody really has a storyline. And Seth Rollins was begging Cody Rhodes to, to hey man, face me, challenge me, don't challenge for me. You need me. I'm the real champion. Uh, he wanted him to, to face him. So it's really not a whole lot of storylines going like that, other than Cody Rhodes finishing his story and then CM Punk's story is being put on pause. Wrestle, WrestleMania, WrestleMania is going to be a raw. That's all. That's all. Unless they do something tremendous, you gotta you gotta think within two months. What's that? Four SmackDowns, four Raws, uh, what eight? Maybe eight, eight apiece. Because what? Every Monday, roughly, roughly, you know, the paper. Whatever happened, these pay per views really not gonna matter. But they're gonna have to have a lot of something. A lot of stuff is gonna happen. Even, even with Jim, even with Jimmy and Jay, they didn't even interact in the Rumble. Like how y'all, how y'all building that? They should, they should eliminate each other. Jimmy should eliminate Jay or vice versa. Like that's why the rumble was one of the worst rumbles because they didn't tell not one story during that down during that damn rumble that makes me want to get excited about uh the the Royal Rumble. Well hit real quick, here's here's the thing with the whole Jay and Jimmy. I think they did tell the story and give us a little something. Because here's the thing, if you have them actually work more than what they did at uh, the Royal Rumble, then you wouldn't want to do the entire, uh, a full match. What they did at the room was kind of like a, hey, take a look at this. Let's see how you react. And when they, the fans were like, shit, like, I, I, I've never, as much as everyone talked about it, I never really felt like I wanted to see that until I saw it. You know what I'm saying? That whole face-to-face -face interaction and them having similar movesets. So now it's like, okay, what happens if they have a full match one-on-one? -on -one? You know, they, they just a snippet of what Oscar could be. What happens if they go one-on-one -on -one for a full match? So I think they did really well with the Usos type thing. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I feel what you're saying. Like, no one really um, in terms of 
just couldn't happen at WrestleMania type thing. Like Gunther didn't have anybody really stand across from him and then a situation that's like, okay, what if this happens? What if this match happens? And, um it's gonna win or whatever like that. So I don't know. It was it was supposed to Rock was the Rock was supposed to fight Gunther until all this Vince McMahon stuff popped up. That's and what I would uh, love to see that. That was that's a dream match right there for a lot of people, man. Gunther versus yeah, Rock, and I think that Gunther has has earned his stripes to be able to be in the ring with with Brock Lesnar. But since you know Brock Lesnar has been implicated in this whole uh, Fed scandal altercation with Vince McMahon and, and John Laurinaitis. I'm not sure when we might see Brock Lesnar again. Um, no, maybe Brock, the last. Brock gone. Brock ain't. Brock, ain't. <laughs> Brock, Brock probably telling Sable, look, I ain't had nothing to do with that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Brock, I was, Brock, I was saying that. And then, and then like I, was, I, I, I read it earlier, the Bella Twins had put out a statement uh, because you guys know that John Laurinaitis is their stepdaddy. So they was like, oh, man, we we found out just like y'all doing. We're shocked about the implications and all that. I'm like, y'all do what kind of stepdaddy I'm tired of I'm tired of everybody and like they shocked. Just like we all we I, I hold on to our lives. We have work jobs. And when you work a job, you know, if Susie and Tom sleeping together, you know, if Missy is a freak, like, you know, the people you work with. I, I watched Eric Bischoff talk about it on uh, his 83 weeks. And he was like, and the way he talked about it, you could tell Eric Bischoff was a gatekeeper, but he got to play that role. Because, you know, you know damn well Eric Bischoff know about all that damn stuff. If he oh, really yeah. wanted to go in on Vince, Eric Bischoff could be like, he could. he's one of the ones that can go in. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody who worked there, Michael Cole, my, all them people are gatekeepers. They know deep down, ain't nobody surprised. Do you think Triple H is really surprised? Come on, that's why his wife left because she didn't want to be part of that shit. She was, she was like, "Look, I'm I'm gonna have to step down from my position." And this was uh, around when the rumors started swelling about you know the the whole lawsuit and and the payoff, and then in before the name was actually released. How convenient is it that the name got released the night before the Royal Rumble? How convenient was that? We had already reported on the story, but there wasn't a name. So it's the same story. It's just the, the woman's name was revealed. And then she read some of the graphic accounts of what happened. Um, you know what I'm saying? And and, and some of the things, uh, if I had to read this, and that is very, very tiny, but uh, she talked about in this this little snippet about some of the graphic things that John Laurinaitis and, and Vince McMahon uh, were doing to her or making her do. So I'm pretty sure that people knew about stuff like this. I mean, it's, like I said, we wrestling fans, we always know that, that Vince was not a saint <laughs> by, by no means. We've heard all kinds of stories growing up. I think that people now are are more shocked than anything because it's world news. Even my mama called me. She was like, oh, I got some wrestling news for you. <laughs> Do you know that this man? She was happy to tell me too, boy. I was, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I already reported on it, mama. Thank you for yeah, letting I me know. I normally, I normally be one of the ones that say Vince. Vince is bulletproof because he's shown he's being bulletproof. But this time right here. Not this time. 
I don't I don't see no I don't see it. like they're literally doing him like Chris Benoit. They're they're deleting they're deleting a lot of stuff. I guarantee you, if you go back on some of these Peacock episodes, they're gonna they're gonna erase a lot of the stuff that Vince did. You know, stuff he used to do to Trish Stratus, act like he having sex with Stacey Keebler. I don't know if y'all remember that one scene where him and Stephanie had some kind of it was almost like an incest thing. If yep. I find that clip, oh my god, like <laughs> I bet they're gonna delete a lot of that stuff off of Peacock. So they, you know, they really treat him like Chris Benoit. So yeah, I don't think Vince is a uh, and then he, you know, he's been known to pay off people. So you don't pay people off if you don't do stuff. Right. I mean, he's, I wish, I wish I would have met him. I would, I say he felt my butt just so I can give me a couple, a couple of, <laughs> a couple of million. I'll buy me a The views and expressions left by LP does not reflect. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you had to put that disclaimer out there, Jack. <laughs> oh yeah, but, man, but WWE right now, I think that they they try not to look that way, but you know it's it's out now. It's out it's out in the world, so you can't hide it. But I I do think it's gonna. I think it's already affecting some of their uh stock. You know, some of that all that other side of stuff we don't really care about. But you know that's you know that stuff is getting affected because people don't want no connection and none of that kind of stuff. Hold up, hold on. wait, wait. I got I got TKO stock, so I care about that shit. I, I, I care I care very much about that, sir. So <laughs> I have investments into the company, so I care. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I I know what you mean, the the regular fans. You know what? The only way that you're gonna get over this story is to get people what they want. If the only surefire way to make sure that WrestleMania is an absolute smash, is an absolute hit, is to bring the biggest star in the world to the wrestling ring. Drake the Snake. <laughs> Drake the Snake. <laughs> you gotta bring in Drake the Snake, man. I gotta, you know, I'll add some. I, I add some. I don't know if y'all. I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead, LP. You, you three matches to make for WrestleMania. Each of y'all choose three matches to make for WrestleMania that will make it big, and you can't repeat it. So what if so one y'all say one, the other one can't say the other. One. So Roosevelt, you go first. Oh, he froze up. Uh the Usos. He might be frozen. He's frozen. Nah, he said the Usos. The Usos. All right, that's one match. What's the second match? Second uh, match. I say. Oh, we gotta do three each. Okay, go ahead. Uh, second one. Oh man, uh, for the tag times. Who? Pay for the tag titles. It had to be the Authors of Pain, um, Gable Academy, Judgment Day, and Street Profits. Ladder match or regular match? Ladder match. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, I like that. Third match would have to be. Uh, I'm not even going to say it because I know Brian's going to want to say it. Uh, well, beat him to the punch. <laughs> uh, 
Sasha, Sasha and Naomi against uh, Kabuki Warriors. I think that'll be a big. Well, maybe. Yeah. Okay. If, if yeah. they if they if they bought them, but I I don't know what the negotiations was going on with the negotiations between uh, Sasha Banks and how much money she wants. And I, I think they had some talks and negotiations, but that quickly fell by the wayside. I'm not sure if she wanted more money or whatever the case may be. But yeah, that would be that would be a, a big match. Uh, that's a good three, Mister Everything. Um, if I had to give my three matches, that would that would be good for WrestleMania. Um, I, I I would do. Um, damn, that's a, man. It's kind of crazy. Uh, <laughs> obviously, you got to. Obviously, I don't want to say the obvious, but obviously, you got to do Bianca versus uh, Jade Cargill. Um, that's a money match written all over there. Um, another match you have to do Cody versus Seth. I know they would tear down the house. That would be a great match. And then, if you had to do another match that that'll bring eyeballs, give me Omos versus Bad Buddy. <laughs> that's actually that's actually something that probably will pop just because but you know what you know what's better for bad bunny logan, logan paul you put logan paul against bad bunny you ain't getting no bigger than that buddy mm, right you're not getting no bigger that that shit right there gonna that shit right there gonna make the internet explode you got two of the biggest people you know that, that they they need to be working on that or, or do a triple threat with dominique <laughs> no, I think I think that I think that that Logan Paul versus Bad Bunny would be an uh, uh, absolute great match. I think both of them would like overperform, man, and I think they would really uh, take things to to a whole new level if they did that match. The Damian Priest versus Bad Bunny match was a sleeper uh, when they had that match at, at, in Puerto Rico, man. And I still look at that bad bunny entrance and get chips. I didn't even know the song Tim Baylor before he came out to it. And now I look at it and you can see that as many arenas as bad bunny has been in. I don't think that he's ever had a feeling like that when he came down the ring to face Damian Priest. So I think that bad bunny, Versus Logan Paul will be a money match all day, also as well. Um, let me ask you a question: If you had to bring one legend back to have their last match in WWE, who would you choose? Let me go LP. Sting. 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 Sting, does, Sting deserves it there because they didn't. They didn't never do what they should have did when he was there. They kind of screwed him over. Um. As in, you know, AEW is cool, but WWE still is the bigger stage. Sting's retirement needs to be not no small thing. It needs to be a big thing. So I definitely say Sting. That's a good one, man. Uh, I think that Sting having his last match in WWE would be monumentous because, you know, I know he's, he's fought uh, signing with Vince in the WWE, excuse me, WWF for a long time, even WWE. And when he was brought to WWE, he had faced Seth Rollins and Seth Rollins hit him with a Boca bomb that ended up uh, giving Sting an injury. And then we never saw Sting after that in a, a WWE ring after that. 
So I think that Sting having his last match in WWE would be really great. But I think AEW has taken really good care of, of Sting and uh, really protected him and his his uh, his aura. So uh, if he if Sting decided to retire AEW, I, I don't see anything wrong with that. Mr. Everything, if you had to bring back one more legend to have their very last match at WrestleMania, who would you choose? Uh, oh, man. Um, Jacqueline? Who? Jacqueline. Who? Jacqueline. Oh, Jacqueline. Okay. <laughs> okay, I think they count. Yeah, because uh, I, I I think I think we too often forget about the winner, and I think if Jacqueline came back and had had one last match with Bianca Belair, I think that would be crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I see them eyebrows kind of twinkling a little bit. Jacqueline, Jacqueline is a little bit older, man. She's in her 50s. But, I mean, if she said that she could still go. Now, women are a little different from the men. And I don't think that Jacqueline would really put that wear and tear on her body like a lot of the men did. I'm pretty sure she still has some some type of energy. But I think that Jacqueline could probably still go, to be honest with you. And I would, I would, I would love to see that. I think that would be great. I just thought of somebody who I would like to see them have a last match. Um... I don't know if he will or not. I don't even think he's in ring ready, but like uh, D'Lo Brown, man. I would love to see D'Lo Brown come back and have a last match. Um, I would also like to see you mentioned women, so damn, I gotta, that'll be good. Um, maybe you can bring the Bella Twins to have one last match. Uh, and then they can challenge a tag team like uh, the Kabuki Warriors. Retiring, but I'm pretty sure that they've already re retired. I don't see a reason for them wanting to come back. They have a career outside of wrestling that's doing really well. So uh, I think the only way they would do that if if they needed the money or the exposure for something. And uh, they had a, it's, they have a bar show that comes on right after uh, Raw and, and Smack. What's the name of it? Bar, Barmageddon or something like that. Where uh, <laughs> uh, Blake Shelton and, and, uh, and one of the Bella Twins, I think it's, it's Nikki Garcia, uh, they, they run that show. So, uh, the Bella Twins definitely have a career outside of the WWE, but seeing them come back for one more time and try to compete with some of these women, it'll be good. You know what I'm saying? It'll be good. Well, Mr. Everything, we're a little bit over our time, but uh, real quick, we got to leave the people with a word of motivation. Got to leave the people. Uh, with a little something to help them through their week. Mr. Everything, with all your knowledge and wisdom, <laughs> do you have a final word for your beautiful subjects? Yes. Uh, my final word 
is going to be you can't take everybody with you. Too, we too often try to hold on to people or try to bring them up to where we're going and what we're doing. And not to call them dead weight because they're doing something, they're just not doing what you're doing. Right. You have to realize you can't take everybody with you. In order for you to get to where you want to be and where you deserve to be, you gotta let people go. Gotta let people go. Yep. Up to them to meet you where you're in with the energy that you're utilizing to get where you're going. Or that's it. And, and, and that's not to say to leave them behind. You can you can help them, but don't help them to the point where you lose you. Don't empty your cup trying to fill somebody else's. So you can't take everybody with you. If you want to get to where you're going, sometimes you got to go alone. Yeah, I think I had a I had a quote that I put on the show. If you want, it was a, a old African proverb. If you want to go uh, further. Uh, now, if you want to go faster, you go by yourself. If you want to go further, you go with other people. Um, but sometimes, you you know, you ain't going to go far with some people because they, they're going to hold you back. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, that was a great word from Mr. Everything. Can't take everybody with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um I think that my final word to the beautiful people of the best damn nation, there is no time like your time. Sometimes we see things that other people have and we want it to happen right now for us. Sometimes we have things that we're working on and we want it to quick and easy route to be able to have it and attain it. Uh, now, such as money or, you know, that, that house that you want or that girl that you've been chasing or that career that you want. But sometimes you just have to wait. And that waiting period allows you to dig deep inside and see who you really are. And if you're ready and when the time is right and when your time comes, then you have to be ready. Um, Ryan, Ryan. Um, Davidson had a, a, a great quote that he said to us um, that's slipping my mind right now but he had a <laughs> he had oh he had a, he had a great quote where uh, you, preparation is all the look that you need yes. you know what I'm saying so you have to be prepared for the opportunities that God is eventually going to bless you with you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to wait and sometimes you got to be patient. And and the times that you actually want the thing that you want, you might not be ready for it yet. You know what I'm saying? You might not be in position or prepared enough to take on all of the, the things that that entails. You know what I'm saying? So don't rush. Don't be envious of what somebody else got. Uh, you just have to wait on your time and the things that you want, the things that you work towards and the things that you pray to God and manifest into your life will eventually come. And then people going to look at you like, oh, I want what you got when they don't know half the story of what you had to go through in order to obtain it or what you had to do to prepare yourself to receive that blessing. 
So there is no time like your time. Just be patient. Just pray for it. Just work towards it. And it will come. Mr. Everything, did you like that word, sir? I like that word. That's a good word. <laughs> that is your final word from the one and only Brian Renegade. Listen, uh, beautiful people, if you want to follow me, you can check me on uh, all my platforms at Brian Renegade. And if you want to follow us and the show, you go to Instagram at the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. You can follow our Facebook group, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. We got a Facebook page, the BD Wrestling Podcast. You can go over on X or Twitter as it was formerly known at Best Damn Crew. You can go over to our Twitch, the Best Damn Wrestling Podcast. Or you can even visit our TikTok at Best Damn Wrestling Podcast or Best Damn Wrestling Crew. Mr. Everything, it is always an honor and a pleasure to have you on this show, my friend. We got some big stuff coming for you. Um, we got some interviews that we're working on. Uh, we got some UFC fighters and some boxers that we're going to start interviewing this year. So we're getting ready and excited about that. Uh, so beautiful people, keep on watching the show. Keep on supporting us like you does. We love you like a play cousin. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You got our back, we got your back. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we get to stay in cracking each and every Wednesday like old kneecaps. You can check us out on all of our platforms, wherever you find your podcast, and you can listen to us and support us and support our sponsors. We can't hold you no longer. Mr. Everything, I'm going to let you do the due diligence and uh, sign us off, sir. Absolutely. Best damn people. We will see you next time on the best damn wrestling podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we bid you adieu. <laughs> we bid you adieu.